now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose, hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 209 of the Department of Offense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlo. Yeah, well, almost always at least. Almost always. Yeah, we had we had our first Carlo-less show in quite a while. In quite a while. Yeah. And let me say, man, did it feel rudderless. Yeah. Like, there was, everybody was agreeing with me. There was nobody, like, challenging me at every turn. Well, I, I find that hard to believe, Casey. <laughs> Carlos, you weren't even there. No. <laughs> I had a wedding reception to go to, so, but I'm here this week. All right. Well, before we dive too deep into, like, how your week has been and stuff, I want to give a shout out to our patrons. And if you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Every little bit really helps us keep the lights on here. So please, please help us out. And if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head on over to blindnewstudios.com, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage, and then do your Amazon shopping as normal. That is the easiest way uh, that you can help us, and all it takes is an extra click from you, and it doesn't cost you anything. So please, please do that. All right. So how was this wedding reception that was so important that you had to miss the show? It was all right. It was a dry wedding reception, though, because, well, that's what you want when you go to a reception is uh, no no booze. Yeah, no, that I, I, I hear that sober people dance more. There was Wait, no, 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 that's not right. There was no dancing, so that's fine. Wait, what, what? So it was it was just a bunch of people eating in a room? Isn't that just called a restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. You can say that. <laughs> uh yeah, let's see. Uh so yeah, I did that on uh, Sunday. And then I don't know, I did a, I just worked mostly for the rest of the week and here I am now. So so I I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm a little curious about this, this reception. So, there was no dancing. No. Uh, which means there probably was no music. No, there was some music. Like, they had a DJ or whatever? Uh, they had some people who, like, played, they actually only played, like, a couple songs, like, at the very beginning. So, wait, there, there was a and band. And then, uh, my uh, cousin and her, uh, husband then ended up, uh, playing a couple songs. What? Like, uh, with my cousin singing and the, her husband on guitar then. Okay. So, so it was kind of like, uh, like a mini concert? I wouldn't. I, I'm, I'm trying, I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out. So, they had, they had a band. Yeah. But nobody danced. Nope. There wasn't that kind and it was, of, and it was just, it wasn't quite okay. that kind of reception, so. All right. I'm just, yeah. Okay. Sounds like a, sounds like a great party. Well, I what, had what a, was was the other? What the was food the was uh, it was like a kind of like burrito fixings, kind of like if it was oh. like a catered by like a Chipotle or something. It was like a not Chipotle. It was like some other place that served like, like Qdaba. The, yeah, I think that was it. Okay. And uh, so I just had a bunch of, of uh, bowls that were full of rice and steak. Okay, now it sounds amazing. Yeah. Were you able to turn on Netflix while you were eating your no, I was, rice and uh, steak? It's not, it's Otherwise, not. it would have just been like you were home. Yeah. 
It sounds just great. No, no, it's uh, just that. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's not too horrible then. Uh, let's see. We did the uh, the Mario Kart race last night. We did. That was that was a lot of fun, actually. It, it was. T- took quite a while. Uh, well, we had we we had a couple of false starts. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, things things took a little bit longer, but. No, I figured I figured about two, and we wrapped up about uh, three thirty, I think. So it wasn't a whole lot longer than what we had initially planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we people did worse than I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I did not think that the everybody AI was going to let the AI win. Yeah, there's a bunch of times. Well, sometimes like it can't be helped just because the AI will just rocket itself forward and just yeah, be unreachable. Sometimes that could have been helped. And there were times when Carlos decided that if he couldn't win, nobody could win. None of the times that I was doing that, the computer never won those times. Yeah, but you were trying your damnedest to make sure the computer won. Yeah, yeah. If I wasn't going to win, I'd rather, because uh, if a uh, computer came in first, then like uh, everybody would have to do a shot. But like sometimes like it wouldn't be close enough, but I just launched shells trying to... Uh, it's not only slow down the competition, but also the other racers, and maybe open up the, open it up for, uh, you know, shots. Yeah. <laughs> I I wasn't afraid of shots, as you could tell by my, where I ended up at. You like, you had the most for sure, and I don't know how that happened. you maintained your your like I I eked in front of you. I think I think I I ended up winning by like 5 points or something. It was yeah. It and I had four less shots than you. There were a lot of uh courses where I ended up like not in first. Yeah. Like by a lot. Yeah. Uh, Mario Kart's a hard game. Especially uh, I would win the cup but like not all the races. Mm-hmm. There was a there's there's a, well especially the Super Nintendo one because that game is the worst game ever invented. <laughs> Just absolutely horrendous. Uh, and then there's... like So, and then Mario Kart 64, everyone consistently did pretty well. Yeah. Because um, I think that was the one that you're the most, most familiar with. Uh, Double Dash ended up being my best game uh, for some reason. I, didn't, I would, did not expect that. And Mario Kart Wii was not good for me. Yeah. Pete started shining uh, in the last two games. Yep. Yeah, Pete did really well in Wii and uh, Wii U. Uh, Mario Kart Eight. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. That was maybe uh, our best live stream yet. We'll have to find something else interesting for our next one. Yep. Though when Carlos and I would race each other, it was not fun for either of us. It was too intense. Yeah, it got pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> It was because we. I like. I think that, those would be times I'd be like, if I wasn't in first, I'd be taking crazy risks. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, the computer might win if I do this. Yep. Uh, but Casey won't. So yeah. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. So gotta take those points away. Yeah. What else did I do this week? Um, Matt, uh, we went to. Well, you saw Jaws for the first time. Yeah, I did see uh, Jaws for the first time at Matt's birthday party. Yeah, we did a poolside viewing of Jaws, which well, I think the only thing that would have been better than that is a beachside viewing of Jaws. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I That movie holds up really well. It really does. 
It really does. I was really surprised with how well it held up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of those. I I I always forget that you know not everybody has seen it. Like it's one of those things that you just kind of assume, and it's it's such a big part of our pop culture lexicon that even if you haven't seen it, you know you know you kind of get the gist of it. Like you've also everybody's seen the drunken the drunken scene where everybody's talking about uh, like. Their, their war stories and stuff. And, and their scars and, and stuff. Their, yeah, their scars. And Quint goes into the thing about the Indianapolis and how his friend got bitten in half by a shark. Yeah. And then... And that's why he's never going to wear a life jacket. Yeah. And then two scenes later, he's beating the, the survival radio with a baseball bat. Because of course he is. Because that's Which insane and rational I choice. had forgotten that that happened. Like, Hooper's... Or uh, not Hooper. Uh, the sheriff is making the right... The right choice by phoning for help, and Quint's like, "No, beat, beat, beat." Yeah. Now nobody gets out of here alive. <laughs> uh, what that? What else I did? I uh, brewed yesterday. I uh, got ready for the uh, crazy, what should I call it, the live stream, and uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty good week. Like nothing super eventful happened. I uh, was up far too late and napped all afternoon. Yeah, I uh, I took a nap this afternoon, and I'm still tired. Oh, that's because you haven't woken up yet. I don't feel like I'm going to wake up. <laughs> well, right after this, you're going to go back to bed. Yeah, so. I am. <laughs> I'm just going to go fall right back to sleep and be up really early in the morning. Yeah. Well, and then, like, so Rick was here, and we were recording Homebrew Bound. And then after after we're done, I'm like, all right, man, uh, go grab Carlos quick. Let's record DOO. And he's like, no, man, I got to go to bed. I'm like, you can't, you can't spare an hour, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need you. We need you. All right, let's dive into the beer. So this might be a slightly shorter episode of DOO, guys. We're going to try not to have it be, but with the two of us and with the weekend that we have, we wanted to get you guys something. So, all right, so we have a beer that I've wanted to try for a while. It's the Stone Farking Wheaton Woot Stout. And longtime listeners know that uh, Will Wheaton is kind of a hero of mine. So I'm really excited to try this. Because Casey loved the worst parts of the Star Trek The Next Generation. I, I, I don't even like, like, I don't like Star Trek. I like his his newer acting career. And he's a home brewer, like, and uh, he's done some cool stuff. So um, here's the, uh, the little thing on the back of this here. It's been four years since this otherworldly stout burst out of our collective proverbial chess. Four years since the primary viscous, uh, or primarily viscous first release oozed snaked across the galaxy. From the minds of Fark.com founder Drew Curtis, nerd royalty Will Wheaton, and just general misfit Stone Brewing co-founder uh, Greg Koch, the fifth uh, chapter in this anthology of beer science fiction comes to life for realsies. This specialty uh, imperial stout draws its huge flavor from wheat. That's Will, Notch. Uh, pecans and bourbon barrels, two homages to Drew's home of Kentucky, and Greg's lifelong quest for pushing the limits of why the hell not to make bigger, bolder beers. The result is a mind-blowing amalgamation of intense yet smooth flavors, perfect for a warm summer evening, a cozy winter's night, or the approaching destruction of the entire human race, be it externally or internally inflicted. For this year's bottle art, 
Uh, we are thrilled to entrust the task to heralded comic book writer and artist uh, Walt uh, Simpson, or, or Simonson, best known for his work on Marvel Comics' Thor, while also lending his talents to other comics, such as Star Wars, Battlestar, Galactica, and, if the front of this bottle didn't already give, give it away, Alien. He was gracious enough to work with us in exchange for our donation to the Hero Initiative, uh, a charity organization that provides retirement funds for Golden Age comic book artists, which means, of course, that by extension, you're a do-gooder when you buy this beer. While this beer tastes fantastic when fresh, it's built to age. We recommend storing your bottles in a cool, dark cellar or deep, or, uh, deep dark space. Does it really say all that fucking shit yeah. on the side? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I made it up. No, yeah, because you've been talking for a while. I, <laughs> I was like, shut up, man. I just want to talk about this beer. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, tasting it. It's definitely an Imperial, that's for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not bad, but, like, you definitely are getting that classic Imperial stuff. You got that those, like, dark coffee flavors, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You pick up any of the pecan? Uh, I am not. Yeah, I'm not really either. I'm getting, uh, like, it's like, it's almost like a sweet, co- like a chocolate coffee. Um, it has like that, that vanilla, uh, marshmallow, uh, bourbon barrel note. All right. Smells boozy. Yeah. And again, this is, this is a young one. Like I, I picked it up, figured we'd try it. I've always wanted to. Um, I might pick one up to age because this tastes like it'll age pretty well. Yeah. Uh, what What are you gonna give it? Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. It's pretty really good. Yeah. Uh, I'll do the same. Like that's a really good score for this beer. Yeah. Uh, beer Advocate gave it a nine or a ninety-one. Sorry, a ninety-one. Uh, and man, this thing has an ABV of thirteen percent. Yeah. Oops. I got a lot more in my cup. Well, you know, you you got to get a really good sleep in when you uh, when when you go back up. <laughs> you got to finish some of that pizza. There's no pizza, no wings left. No wings left. No breadsticks left. They're all gone. Well, I I don't understand. How are you supposed to get drunk, eat, and then fall asleep? Well, eventually, Casey, you run out of stuff to eat if you just <laughs> keep eating. <laughs> like a locust. Yeah, exactly like a locust swarm. Wait, are you a locust swarm? No, I'm not a locust swarm. That's exactly I'm what a locust swarm would say. Similar to a locust swarm in some aspects. <laughs> You're a locust swarm in human form. Yeah, you could say that. I'm not quite the, it, all the way there, but uh, I, I just heard something. Uh, there's like a uh, in D and D, it's like a, a hive of bees that is like a person. Yeah. It's like a bee mancer or uh Yeah. Okay. It's also a villain in uh a Captain America villain. Wait, in the what? Comics. There's like a the the or I think it wasn't he also in uh I don't know if they had to put him in Agents of Shield either. That like hive. Oh hive. Yeah, hive isn't bees. Oh in the comics he's more bees. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hive is Hive is weird. Yeah. But Okay, yeah, don't, well, I, just, I was just like, I just heard about it, and then we talked about you being a living locust swarm, so. Yeah, except I don't like my vegetables as much as locust swarms do. 
Maybe locust swarms don't like vegetables. They just want to eradicate vegetables. Maybe. Like, they eat them out of spite. Then why don't they uh, eat cow herds? Because they like cow herds. Why? Because uh, cows are dumb and adorable. They, that's where meat, like the steak, will come from. Oh, yeah, but they don't, they don't have the teeth for steak. No, I, I, you're right. The locusts do not have the teeth for steak. But uh, I don't know. I figured like, that's they why they don't eat cows. Them. Actually, they kill cows by proxy because they eat everything else that the cows eat. Yeah. And then the cows die. So it's they're really just spiting the cows. Well, I figure that you're probably able to get those cows something to eat. What, even if no, like it looks, what, what are you going to give the cows to eat? I don't know. Like you can feed them stuff in bags. Like uh, where is this stuff from bags coming from? Like I don't know. <laughs> feed? You can't. You, can, you, you give can't them like horse put, feed or something like that. What do you think horses eat? Horse feed? No. <laughs> all right, Carlos. If the locusts come and eat all the plants, yeah. If they eat all the plants, you're gonna have to give go give them like feed. Yeah, no, Carlos. What do you think feed is made out of? Well, yeah, you're gonna have to get shit from other places, Casey. You're not going to be able to make the feed yourself. <laughs> yeah, but if the locusts ate all the feed in the world, well, then we're all dead. <laughs> no, just Problem solved, Casey. Also, it's Problem for... solved then. <laughs> That's not the pro- that does not solve the problem. <laughs> that makes the problem worse. <laughs> Only for a little bit before it's just gone forever. Well, I mean, yeah, but this doesn't solve the problem. This is the opposite of solving the problem. That makes the problem a bigger problem. Slightly, slightly bigger. Oh, I'm sorry. Locusts eating everything on Earth is just a slightly bigger problem than not being able to feed cows. Yeah. That's not anywhere near as big a problem as almost running out of internet in a month. Like we did uh, last month. I still know how that happened. Yeah, that was, apparently, guys, we have a, we a apparently terabyte have- hard uh, uh, cap. Yeah, that's the first I've heard of that. Yeah. So that, we almost hit it. We may have hit it. We I can, didn't look. We can hit that really easily, too. Like, it doesn't take a whole lot. I don't know. We've never come close to it before. Well, I mean, in January we did. Yeah, we were. Well, we still had, like, 50. Or, no, we still had, like, 100 gigs left. Yeah. But, like, we were streaming uh, games done quick, so I th- think that might have taken up some of it. Like, uh, just the uh, stream. Well, I think it was the live stream... Games done quick and Steam sales. Yeah. All that stuff is like a uh I don't know. Either way, we get we get free months or uh of going over, so and I don't think we went over. No. So but yeah, no, that was weird. We never we've never come close to that. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. The Department of Offense presents News with Casey. That's me. Just want to listen to some banjos for a while, Carlos? I'd probably fall asleep. Oh, good. Because we're not going to let you listen to banjos for a while. Because I'm a bad person. There's a time and a place for guys to touch their eggplant, but it's not in a theater showing the Emoji Movie. Police in Howell, New Jersey, are trying to get their hands on a man who they say was fondling himself during a showing of the much-maligned children's film. 
A woman watching the movie with her kids on Friday noticed a heavyset man in his 20s or 30s sitting alone in the back row of the theater with his hands down his pants. Uh, police said the woman reported the touchy situation to theater employees who escorted him out of the theater. She later called the police. Uh, the suspect had facial hair, wore a white dress shirt, black pants, and a yarmulke. Uh, T.J. Miller, star of the Emoji Movie, reacted to the news story with a tweet that said, It's that good. It is. No, I doubt that. I, meant, I do not think it's anywhere near that good. Yeah, no, it's it, it does not have great reviews. Maybe that guy got so bored, he was like, all right, well, I just guess I have to entertain myself once again. <laughs> I wanted this movie to distract me, but no. Also, why the hell did this lady call the cops? Uh, like, I mean, I understand why, but first she told the... Uh, she told the employees, and then yeah. they then like they escorted him out and yeah. so, and took care of the situation, and then she went and finished the movie. And probably later that day, she's like, "Well, better call the cops now." Yeah, I don't know. We don't have any information on this guy. He was a neck beard, wearing a yarmulke. It's, uh, basically, she couldn't really see anything either because like he was way back, right? Yep. So I mean, I don't know. Like she just seems like a horrible human. I mean, this dude was not in the right by any means. No. But at the same time, like, the situation had been solved. Yeah. Like, the cops don't need to go searching for this poor Jewish man who can't find any other love than at the Emoji movie. And finds Patrick Stewart voicing a, a pile of uh, shit being really a turn-on. Wait, is he really the pile of shit? I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, like, I, I know nothing about this movie. Is this, like, literally just emojis walking around? Yes. Yes, it is. It's he put, it's a pile of shit that has, like, a bow tie, I want to say. Because, of course, it does. Wow. How, 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 how did this movie get made? I don't know. I don't know at all. <laughs> like... Because nobody Christ. owned because nobody owned the rights to emojis, so they're like, they're like, "All right, we're just gonna do this now." Emoji is not a copyrighted term. I don't think so because oh. it's uh, used by uh, everybody. Oh, okay. When you're talking about like uh, little emotes, yeah, but emotes and emojis are different. Because I mean, even if it's not like emoji, could probably easily become like sued to become uh, public uh, property. Just because it's just used. Well, yeah, but and so... Uh, you don't think of an emoji brand. Yeah, but so, so, is, so is Lexicon and Kleenex, or uh, not Lex uh, uh, Google and Kleenex. That's like, a little bit different. Google was sued, and they won, because it's stupid, because if somebody says Google it, you're still thinking Google. You're not yep. thinking uh, Yahoo. What about Kleenex? Uh, didn't they lose that one actually? I don't know. I have no I'm idea. I'm pretty sure that uh, Kleenex is actually use, usable by everybody now. Oh, really? Yeah. Instead of tissues? Yeah. Facial tissues? I'm pretty sure that uh, they had lost that years ago. All right. Carlos, ever dream of protecting the Earth from alien invasion? Mm, well, sometimes. NASA has a job for you. Sometimes I want to join the aliens. You know, to let them know that I'm on their side, and I, <laughs> so they shouldn't kill, put me on the two kill list. Then maybe yeah, like, no, just, just let me, just let me be. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. Like me and the pizza delivery guy. 
We're going to be great. And just put me on the maybe kill list, all right? That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking much. Uh, the Federal Space Agency is seeking to hire a planetary protection officer who would help thwart the spread of extraterrestrial life, intentionally or in- unintentionally, on Earth and to outside solar systems. Planetary protection is concerned with the avoidance of organic uh, constituent and biological contamination in human and robotic space exploration, the job listing states. That basically means preventing extraterrestrial life forces, no matter their size, from spreading during space travel. The position offers an annual salary between $124,000 and $187,000. You may not know this, but they filled the the, uh, station. They haven't uh, revealed who it was, but you just should know that they decided through the last Starfighter method of choosing... The best person, XCOM 2. What? Where you fight aliens in XCOM 2. XCOM 2 is a video game where you yes, fight I, aliens. Yes, I know. I know. The strategy. So, like, and this person's a person who's going to be fighting aliens with strategy. So, I was saying that they chose. Yes, Carlos, person. I understood the joke. <laughs> I understood it. Thank you for explaining it to me, though. You're welcome. I really appreciate that. I just thought it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's why I went on to explain it, because it helped. <laughs> That's true. If somebody finds a joke stupid, make sure you explain it to them. Yes. And then they'll, then they'll find it hilarious. <laughs> it worked this time. Nothing makes a joke better than explanation. <laughs> as long as you go into way more detail than is necessary. <laughs> and then you don't stop. Yeah. You just keep going. and. <laughs> Uh, it also comes with benefits. Um, according to uh, Business Insider, the role is super exclusive, with there only being two full-time role, roles like it in the world, one with NASA and the other with the European Space Agency. Uh, Catherine Conley, uh, NASA's currently uh, current PPO, pointed out that the role, which has a five-year maximum duration, was created to help meet an international agreement that space missions must have a less than 1 in 10,000 chance of contaminating an alien world. It's a moderate level, she said. Uh, it's not extremely careful, but it's not extremely lax. Uh, before you start sharpening your space invader skills, it should be addressed that, contrary to what Hollywood films may lead you to believe, NASA is not going to take just anyone. Applicants should have broad engineering expertise and an advanced knowledge of planetary protection. Well, so XCOM. And actually, it sounds like maybe some Minecraft what? for engineering skills. Yeah, Minecraft is not engin- engineering. Minecraft is tunnel digging. You can do engineering. In you know, it. you know, well, yeah. but you don't. Uh, maybe some EE. She didn't say electric electrical engineering skills. You can build computers and then you can build all sorts maybe of. Maybe cool that's stuff. electrical engineering. All right, fine. They choose somebody from Dwarf Fortress. They need yeah somebody who can build bridges. That smash Adams Dwarven Adam Smashers. They're called Casey. No, a bridge is not called the Dwarf and oh, Adam Smasher. No, uh, they are in Dwarf Fortress. Because uh, it eventually fixed, it was fixed by uh, the person who makes it, Dwarf Fortress. But uh, basically, like the the drawbridges, when it would come down, it would st- demolish everything in the one spot that it comes down on. So, like, that was how you destroyed stuff. Was like the bridge would you come down. You just opened the door? You just would have the bridge, drawbridge come down and it destroys whatever was there. That sounds like a really dangerous bridge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, now I'm terrified of bridges. 
Uh, if selected, the applicant would not only get an impressive title, but a uh, mid-level security clearance. Not entirely qualified, but still intrigued, NASA is offering a planetary protection course to 14 students in November on a first-come, first-served basis. The course is designed for managers, engineers, designers, lab techs, and others interested in the theory and application of planetary protection principles. Hmm. I would take that course. That sounds like a fun course. Yeah, it does. Even if they just like put the uh, the lectures up online, that would be that would just be a fun thing to like watch and learn. They start playing uh, Alien Resurrection. And they're like, see what uh, Wayland Yutani is doing here. Do not do that. Do not take alien life forms and bring them to Earth, especially if they're dangerous ones that are, have a good chance of wiping out everybody. Actually, doing anything that Wayland uh, does is bad. Yeah, really. They are they are really bad at their jobs. I don't are. know what their job is. So they have giant space stations, and eventually, I think they had so much money that they just started. They going, just became evil, going the way of Rome, like just like becoming super, like uh, I don't know, hedonistic, maybe uh, a little he- just like as far as like what they're just going to spend their resources on, like stuff that's not even useful for them. Well, yeah, no, like okay, so you find an uh, a super murderous alien. Yeah, where's the profit in that? <laughs> Like, there's no good business plan that goes with having a a, uh, a xenomorph. You release them on your competition's planets. Good point. All right. That that actually makes sense. I never thought about that. Okay, Waylon Yatani, you just keep doing you. You, you do you, man. You do you. Well, speaking of uh, terrifying corporations... Employees of Wisconsin Technology Company, who received a microchip implant in their hand, say the experience uh, was only a brief sting. Did you hear about this? I heard about it half it was going to happen. Yep. Uh, Three Square Market, also known as 32M, says 41 of its 85 employees agreed to be voluntarily chipped during a chip party at company headquarters in River Falls, Wisconsin, which is our town. Yeah, actually, uh, my last job had uh, them sup the market place in our break room oh yeah, yeah. you could have gotten chipped they uh had regular monster but they didn't have monster rehab and like <sighs> when i'm not gonna get chipped for regular monster well i wasn't an employee i know <laughs> i don't think they heard just giving it to people who were customers right um at the company headquarters in river falls on tuesday august 1st uh, melissa timmons vice president of sales at 32m says she was initially apprehensive but decided to try out the chip that will allow employees to open doors log into computers or buy break room snacks by simply waving their hand timmons hopes to eventually use it to get into her car or go shopping company leaders say this is the first u.s appearance of technology already available in europe uh three square market paid uh paid for the three hundred dollar a piece microchips. First of all, no, just no. I don't want my employer to chip me because you know you know what you chip? You chip dogs. Like so you could find them if they're lost. How do you think your uh, businesses are being are seeing their employees, Casey? I'm not a dog. Really? Okay, yeah, I mean I do I do come when they call. Right. <laughs> oh, good boy, good boy. Here's some vacation time. Here's a paycheck. That's a good boy. Oh, no. Carlos, I'm a dog. <laughs> oh, no. I might as well get chipped. Like, yeah, I I can't, I can't imagine agreeing to it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, 
the thing is, like at the same time, like you can just carry around this little thi- little thing on your keychain and just barcode scan that. Yeah, you can have a key fob instead of a chip. Because like, that's in what your I skin. got. Like for you for using their marketplace, like you make an account and like you get a little keychain uh, dangly thing. That like, sounds way better than a chip. Yeah, I didn't have to get chip. Like, right what's there. what's their thing on that? Like, oh well, you know, people lose them. Okay. You can make another one. You can make another one. Well, people won't lose their hand. Well, yeah, people steal that. They, if they, like, it became really prevalent, people would be able to steal, like, start cutting people's hands off to get them. To get into vending machines? Well, not just vending machines. It's <laughs> used for things that aren't vending machines. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I get, I get really apprehensive about uh, electronic body modifications. Uh, just because the tech, it, it moves at such a quick pace that I feel like as soon as you get the injection to get, to get the chip, it's out it's outdated tech already. And so how do you how do you remove it? I know you gotta wait until you're able to go full straight to full robot, and that way when you're full robot, you know you're covered because you can just upgrade your parts that way, and it's not gonna yeah. matter. No wet uh, wet stuff there to deal with, right? Yeah, no, like chip robots. Don't chip people. Yeah. People aren't robots. Yeah. They're inferior robot overlords. Yeah, exactly. You listening, robot overlords? No. We're on your side. Actually, robot overlords do not listen to our show. They don't have ears. Well, I mean, yeah. They, <laughs> and that's not the reason. I feel like that's a really good reason. Like, it's just like that's, nothing I, about our show applies to them. They don't like have a reason to listen to it. Yeah, but also, we need, we need to have, they don't have ears. We need to add a uh, robot block, a, ro- a block for our robot overlords, so like they have a reason to listen to us. Because you know once they take over, this is going to be the first thing on the chopping block. Yeah, but do but, do robots, like, do they understand entertainment? I don't think they do. Then how do we make this useful? Like, do we just lay out all of, our, we, all of our weaknesses? Do we just... Is it as easy as just telling the robots that this is entertainment and that they will that they find this funny, and if they think that it's not funny, then that is an error on their part and they should replace themselves. That actually might work. Yeah. Unless unless they have an overriding protocol that says entertainment is worthless. Well, I mean, I have seen some inter- a lot of entertainment out there, and like it's not a completely worthless point. It's not Wait, which which point isn't worth us? That, that entertainment is. <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff out there. I mean, we've it's all a little seen hard a lot to of call stuff. some of the entertainment, right? I well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you got to keep up with the Kardashians, man. You got to yeah. keep up. I don't. I don't know what we're keeping up with. I think it's a foot race. Like that's what that show is about, right? No, I. I don't know. It's not a it's not a foot race with Kardashians and people trying to keep up with them. I thought it was about just generating pity for all of the human race. What? No, that's uh I feel like that's just, you know, like any of the cooking shows. Oh, what are the cooking shows are amazing, Casey. Well, okay, yeah, you're right. Cooking shows are pretty great. Except you get really hungry. But the robots won't. Oh, you know what? No. I know what the pity generating show is. It's whatever Guy Fieri's doing. On his way to creating Flavor Town. They're always go. Why is the guy from Smash Mouth eating food? 
because somebody once told him. Then <laughs> all that glitters is cold. Because the robots <laughs> with their access to the internet won't be able to tell the difference between like truth and lies. So I mean, they just assume that he's the guy from Smash Mouth. He, and not. the truth is the truth is indisputable. Well, the the truth is in the pudding. Yeah. Yes, it is. If there was pudding. Well, I mean, if uh, you take all the truth, yeah, it's pudding. What What do you think truth pudding tastes like? Soylent green. Yeah, but what does Soylent Green taste like? And don't say people. Well, I don't know where to go then if I can't say it tastes like people. <laughs> I always pictured Soylent Green as like being pistachio flavored. Yeah, I don't know. I always figured... It or was maybe just, slightly minty. I always figured it was just kind of boring, kind of bland. Kind of like Spam. Or Tofu. Yeah. Like they had to like really stretch juice stuff with like... Uh, Soylent green, like, why do you do this? Like, spice it up. With Tabasco sauce? Well, yeah, but, I mean, only... Or cheese? Have... <laughs> do they have cheese in that future? I don't Well, they apparently don't have cows, so probably not. And they decide to use people for some reason. Because... That there's... can't be efficient. No, it really can't, actually. What's the... What's the... What's the movie where... Like at a certain age, they get kicked out of, or they get they get euthanized. Is that Logan's Run? Yeah, I want to say yes. Okay, that's a that's another weird one. Like at a certain age, we just decide that you're not useful anymore, and murder you. How does that like? All we've done is try to uh, prolong our lifespans. When do like at what point does society get together and be like, you know what would be great? Killing old people. Nah, I don't think that they would put that much thought into it. I think it would just happen organically. What do you mean it would happen time? organically? It would just happen organically over time. Like, uh, you know... How do you organically start murdering you know, old I don't, people? You know, I don't, like, over, like, as years go by, like, you know, I don't really care for old people. Like, they're kind of down. They're kind of bummers. I mean, like, they're, they have lot, not a whole lot to live for. I mean, so why don't we just, you know, get rid of the problem? You should never be in charge of anything. Holy shit. I'm just saying that, like... I'm could, just saying that's that I'm was, ageist, and I hate old people. I was saying that that's how it could develop organically. You hear that, Carlos's grandma? He's coming for you. <laughs> I'm just saying that it could, like, develop organically over years. Over months. Now, turning them into soil and green, that's a little bit more of a leap. I don't know how they come to that. Like, man, we sure are murdering a lot of old people. I wonder if there's something we could get from them. Yeah, it turns out this is, we're coming in the in the red every month for this. <laughs> we need to, we need some sort of product to sell back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, well, you know what young people love? Like nutrient paste. Pre-packaged nutrient paste. And let's like, let's give it a fun name like Green. Soylent green. That seems festive. Yeah. We're still not sure why it keeps turning green, though. Uh, it must be all the Irish people we're euthanizing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, on uh, on Homebrew <laughs> Bound today, we talked about a Finnish beer. And we think we invented a bunch of Finnish stereotypes. I don't know any Finnish stereotypes. 
But I think what we said was racist. What do they have that's not Swedish fish then? Like, what do they compete with? Okay, first of all, Carlos, the Finns don't have Swedish fish. I know. The Swedes have Swedish fish. I know, but they can't be, they don't get along. There's no way they get along. The Swedish fish and the Finnish Finnish people. Swedish and Finnish, they can't get along. Where did the Swedish fish come from? Well, like, the Finnish have to create something to combat the Swedish fish, right? Maybe they just have Finnish fish. No, that's not... Like, it's alliterative, yeah, but, like, Swedish already... Sweden already stole, like, the fish part. You have to have something okay. else. Maybe they have the Finnish Swiss. It's a cheese. The Finnish flounder. No, no, because if, like, the Swedish fish, you have to do the Finnish and then something that starts with an F- S. The Finnish swine... They're little gummy pigs. All right. Yeah. All right. Right? I mean, and they, like, I don't know, but I, they're they're uh, they're green instead of red. And... And every package shows you where Finland is on the map. Just so you, just in case you forgot and you, you're like, because... And some of them will have, like, it's not show Finland, it'll show, like, one a country's like... Nope, that's Norway. That is not Finland. Well, that would no, no, no. That that's Denmark. Well, then where's Finland? <laughs> Actually, nobody really knows. Uh, you can only get there. Uh, on We're the, starting to suspect it's not a real country. You, you can only get there during the summer and the winter solstice. A portal opens up, and you can get to Finland. Wasn't that a movie? What? There was a, uh, oh, a movie a about going to Finland through I a I think portal? it was actually a play that uh, and they made a movie about it where uh, basically uh, it was this like city that was like outside of time. Like it would only open up every like 50 years or something like that. And like time would pass like differently for them. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, that's that's been a thing that's happened in multiple things. Uh, in The Mummy, you can only access the City of the Dead at a certain time. Uh, in Atlantis, I believe you had there, uh, the portals only open during a certain time. Um, there's a few others. I'm trying no, to The one I'm talking about is more of a drama. Okay. In the end, I think the dude decides to stay, to stay with his love interests. And it doesn't make a lot of sense though, because if they're moving forward, like if they, they keep jumping forward in time over like 50 years over like, uh, after like a week they, for them, it's 50 years for everyone else. They're just going to run out of time really quickly. They should get the fuck out of that town. Well, I mean, it's only... It's quickly for other people. Not necessarily quickly for them. Because hmm. time's passing differently. Like, uh... There was a... There was a two-parter. The Cyberman two-parter in this season of Doctor Who. Where, like, a... Uh, a ship was, like, at a... Uh, like, near a black hole. And it was stuck. Yeah. So, like, at, at one end of the ship, time was passing... Uh, normally, and then at the other uh, end of the ship, it was passing at an extremely accelerated rate. What? No, that's... Or was it the other way around? Yeah. That should be the other way around. Things should be slower close to the black hole. Uh, it was one end or the other. I don't remember. Uh, well, no, there's still two ends. Uh, I didn't say which end was closer to the back black hole. Either it was implied, but I didn't actually say it because I don't remember. Or, wait, I'm trying to think. No, because time will pass slower All right, for you. Let's figure this out using Interstellar as the, clearly the most accurate benchmark for this. So the closer they were to the black hole, time passes slower for them, and it passes in acceler- er, and it passes normally at the other end. 
No, but wait, no, they, it was tra- tra- going faster for them when they were closer to the black hole because, like, they came back to their ship in, like, yeah, years Yeah, that's why I said. Time passes faster for them. Yeah. Or slower for them and faster for others. Either way, time... Time was different. T- yeah, time was causing problems. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And then it was the end of the movie, and apparently you get transported into, like, behind a bookshelf... Yeah. Like when you get spaghettified by a black hole. That's a lot of effort just to make a bookshelf. Like that's how bookshelves are made though. Uh they're all uh Well, when you have when your bookshelf is cr- gravitational it has anomalies space across all time and space. I mean, that's a pretty good bookshelf. Like how many books do you have? An infinite amount. And like if you remove one of the books from that bookshelf at one point, like does it does it break the bookshelf? I don't think so. I think he was able to do whatever he wanted with the bookshelf. I, I mean, he was a also like because he started using uh, to make Morse code, right? Yeah, Morse code for the uh, for for Murph, and then because her nephew or niece or nephew or whatever was getting like black lung disease or something. Yeah, I I I'm still confused by that movie. Yeah, parts of it were really good, and then there was an evil Matt Damon. I was alright with that. Yeah. That was fun. He just shows up out of nowhere, and then he's evil, and then he's out of the movie after yeah. blowing the fuck out of their ship. He potentially dooms the entire human race. Yep. He's a selfish motherfucker. And I think he played that really well. Yes, he did. And then he grew potatoes on Mars. He did. And he was not that selfish then. And then he, saved he didn't him. share those potatoes with anybody. Who the fuck was he going <laughs> to share them with? I don't know, man. But he didn't. You're right. He was just being real selfish with those potatoes. Like it's the same thing as killing the human race, is uh, you know, like eating all the potatoes. Yeah. Also, he never made French fries. I mean, he didn't have any oil. Yeah. I but, mean, or potato chips. He could have made potato chips. He could have made potato chips. I mean, he, I'm sure he could have made an oven somehow. Yeah. Well, he was just not very creative with his potatoes. Maybe he just wasn't a ch- uh, chef. You don't need to be a chef to make potato chips, to make baked potato chips. I don't know. I don't even know if he had salt or anything. This- he had, like, vitamins that he could grind up because he had, like, an infant supply of vitamins. That's true. You just need calories. And vitamins I don't taste good. Hmm. No. No. Yeah, microwave. Like so many microwave potatoes with yeah. no condiments. He tried to make a uh, potato tea. He regretted that immensely. Trying to think did he do that in the book? Yeah. Okay. Using like potato skins or something. Okay. I don't remember why he didn't like it. Probably because it tasted like poo. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, it doesn't seem good. All right, I think we're going to end it there. Yeah. Sound like a good spot to end? Yeah. Sounds like a good spot to end on poop tea. <laughs> poo tea. It's just poutine, man. Yeah. With uh, with potato skins and none of the good things in poutine. Nothing good about it. My like, poutine is actually delicious. Never had it. What? Yeah. 
I'm surprised. It seems like something that would be right up your alley, man. Yeah, but like, I don't. Where am I going to get that? It's French fries. Where am I going to get though? And cheese. Not really. And not just cheese. Cheese curds. I know. No, I can't get that around here. Uh, actually, you can. You can get it at a lot of places around here. Where? Uh, Patty Ryan's has it. Uh, there's like four restaurants in Hudson that have it. It's on a lot of menus. All right. Where am I going to get that around here? I don't know. Any restaurant you've ever been to? No. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Maybe I'll try them again sometime. No, you won't. I might. All right. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at Blinder Studios. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Studios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>